Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, so I mentioned that I'm taking my son to Universal Studios to the new Nintendo World and all that sort of stuff and how expensive it was and how it's kind of popular and really crowded. And somebody sent me this depressing text. Uh, which I wasn't happy to see. I appreciate you sending it, but I wasn't happy to see. Um, get the early access pass for Mario Land. So you could, I saw on there, you could spend an extra few bucks. And it wasn't that much, but you can get there an hour early before the thing opens up. But it's at 7. So what oh. I'm going to get up at 6 at the latest to get out of the hotel and eat and drive and park and get to the gate? 6 a.m.? And I asked Henry about it, and he said, no. He, this person said, get the early access pass. Otherwise, expect four-hour lines was just there last week. Oh, no. Oh, no. If there were fellatio on the other end of the line, I'm not waiting oh, four hours in line. That's unlikely and disgusting. But, um, yeah, I was going to go with uh, eternal salvation or eternal enlightenment. Well, aren't you go better with than what, me? Your priorities, I'll go with mine. The Bible! Seriously. hours? God, if we got a hotel room and travel and the money we spent on the tickets and we end up standing in line and he and I both look at each other and say, I don't care what this ride's like, this ain't worth it. Oof. Tell you what, the warden comes to my cell, says, we're going to execute you today unless you're willing to stand in this line for four hours and get a 
excuse from execution pass. I tell him fire up old Sparky. <laughs> exactly. No way I'm freaking standing there for four hours. <laughs> Although I've never stayed in, I've never stood in a line that long in my life. But four hours is insane. Um, uh, but I don't have many experiences looking back. The the time you're in line is punish. It's it's just it's awful. Uh, and I hate lines more some more than most people I think. But the standing. But I don't. I can't look back on my life many times and like where I think that really wasn't worth it. The the standing in line part disappears from your memory, and you remember the enjoyment of whatever it was you did. Yeah, true. God dang it though, that sounds awful. Four hours with a kid. Ooh. No way. Or get a couple of breakfast bars, eat them in the car, on the way. I mean, so if you got if we get if we get there right at eight and get in the gate at eight, if we still in line for four hours, so you do one thing at noon, and then go get in line for something else, and do that at four, and then go home. Well, they're not all four-hour lines. They're probably you know your lesser attractions. You can walk right up and wait for an hour. Dang it! That that's what struck me. The couple of times we did that sort of thing with our kids was. Boy, a big percentage of this day is waiting to do what I just paid a lot of money to do. Now, I would say at the Simpsons exhibit, they have TVs every few feet running Simpsons clips. And I found that perfect. My, and me and my kids, we were perfectly fine with that. We're basically watching Simpsons episodes waiting in line, which made the time pass. But anyway. Well, and that is legendarily the great advance Disney came up with was making waiting in line reasonably entertaining. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. Maybe I'll tweet tweet from uh, standing in line. Hour three, starting to get woozy. Need food. Um, we've been doing the story out of Stanford Law craziness that went on there. You want to summarize it real quick? What happened there? Yeah, a bunch of militant students shouted down a uh, federal court judge who'd been invited to speak to the law school, and a dean of DEI showed up and agreed with the students and chewed out the the judge for daring to have a different opinion than the little militants. Well, now a whole bunch of Columbia Law students and uh, faculty and alumni are angry that some of their students met with a Supreme Court justice, but it was Brett Kavanaugh. Holy crap. These are law students who got to freaking meet a Supreme Court justice and talk to them in person. This is peak insanity right here. I'd say on February 23rd, members of the Columbia Federalist Society, that's a conservative group, but they're in law school, went to Washington and met with Justice Kavanaugh at the high court. What a cool thing to do when you're a law student. Well, once in a lifetime. On March 14th, Columbia Law School posted a photograph of the meeting on its Instagram account with a brief note that the law students had a chance to engage in conversation and hear about the court's deliberation process and how to be an effective advocate. There was a t- I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal opinion piece here. There was a time when meeting with a justice was an honor regardless of one's judicial philosophy, but no more. Columbia student groups responded with vitriol aimed at the university for daring to uplift what they considered an offensive and hurtful image and at the students who met the justice. On Columbia's Instagram account, students and alumni called the meeting embarrassing, disgusting, disres- and disrespectful and expressed outrage that the school had posted the picture during Women's History Month. Just you people are mentally ill. You seriously need treatment. And, and, uh, and Probably inpatient. And this latest thing where it's always right before Black History Month or the, the, the month <laughs> right after Native American History Month or during the month of, okay, we all can't keep track of what month it is and build a craft everything around that. But uh, they'd posted the picture during Women's History Month of all times. Justice Kavanaugh was part of the Shut majority. Shut up. 
Justice Kavanaugh was part of the majority overtone in Roe versus Wade, and of course, all those stories about how he abused women that were never proven when he was because uh, he didn't. Student organizations, including the Black Law Students Association of Columbia and the Reproductive Rights Group, if, when, how, have written letters demanding that the school remove the social media post. The American Constitution Society chapter noted that at a time when the rights of vulnerable people are under attack, CLS, Columbia Law School, used their platform to uplift a radical jurist who has consistently voted to take away those rights. These are our next leaders. You realize Columbia Law School's policy on free speech says that all members of our community may engage in our cherished tradition of freedom of expression and open debate. The law school did not respond to a request for comment. Last time we checked, the school had not removed the post. So good for them. It hadn't come down yet. But all their big law groups had asked for it to come down. Yeah, shut up. In a bizarre attempt at retaliation, the Black Law Students Association said it will no longer support Columbia Law's recruitment program for incoming black students, explaining that the Columbia Law School administration may be comfortable wallowing in apoliticism and neutrality, but we are not. Fine. Go ahead. Wow. There needs to be a recapturing of the beauty and power of of not dignifying something with a serious response. Progressive campaigns and the social pressure to support student groups based on identity silences students who fear they will be called racist or anti-woman if they dissent from the orthodoxy. One Columbia Law student told us, the Wall Street Journal, that speaking out on the Kavanaugh flap is impossible. I'm a Democrat and a liberal person, and so are my friends, but none of us can say anything. If I feel this way, I can't imagine how conservative students feel. That's sad. So the liberal Democrat students think it's nuts that there'd be demands to take down the post, but they can't say anything. Right. It's that militant, probably 5% of society, 30% of law students, college students. Or is it less? I mean, because a couple of great speakers have done tours of campuses where they ask for a show of hands. How many of you think cancel culture has gone way too far? And it's generally a vast majority of the assembled students believe that. But the militant few, as you've pointed out many times, takes about 15% to carry out a successful revolution if that 15% is brutal enough. Yeah, because you got the crowd that agrees with them and then the crowd that's scared with them, and that will get you over the majority. Um, I'm telling you, the appropriate response is, that's ridiculous, shut up. Well, but the, the, on Women's History Month to meet with Kavanaugh? He's on the Supreme Court. That's ridiculous. Shut up. Uh, good for Columbia to have not taken it down yet. Yet. Because uh, if they don't take it down, if, if people stop reacting to these nut jobs, they'll stop. I mean, it's like dealing with a kid. I mean, eventually you just give up because you realize you're not getting your way. I read a decent chunk of the letter that the uh, dean of the Stanford Law School wrote to uh, the entire law school student body, and it's it's quite good and detailed, although, as Tim Sandifer pointed out, it includes no sanction for utterly abhorrent behavior. Um, but in reading it, I was struck over and over again by the feel of it, which was, Explaining to somebody why you can't go to school and and murder the teacher, for instance. Sorry for the horrible example in the wake of recent events, but you know what I'm saying. Um, 
you're right. Your reasoning is 100% sound. This is very well written. Congratulations. Um, We're in a position where we have to explain to people why they shouldn't do this. It's horrible. And indeed, that's what I kept thinking as I read this thing. You have to explain to students it's okay if somebody disagrees with you. These are not eight-year-olds. They're graduate students. Lost, elite law students, whatever the hell that means these days. It was uh, definitely a feeling of, wow, we've got uh, civilization tethered by a quickly unraveling thread. Your parents took the time to claim you were on the rowing team and photoshopped a picture. And this is the way you repay them? They sacrificed for you. It's a good point. <laughs> Uh, any comment? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up, Joe Manchin, who was the vote that got the Inflation Reduction Act across. Remember, it had nothing to do with reducing inflation or whatever. Uh, well, in fact, ironically, <laughs> they so, did the opposite. So he talks about that in an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal today, really blasting 
the Biden administration for being more interested in their uh, their ideology than combating an inflation. And uh, there are several paragraphs worth pointing out to you. Hey, here's a, a story for gun owners. I found this uh, absolutely crazy. Um, the great source for guns now, street guns, are stolen guns. You probably knew that. But uh, according to FBI crime data from 271 American cities, uh, I think it's the largest 271 American cities, but anyway, uh, from the year 2020, found that guns stolen from vehicles had become the nation's largest source of stolen firearms. There were 40,000 guns stolen in those that almost 300 cities in 2020. I saw that, and I was wondering... Who has a gun in their car? Lots and lots of people, as it turns out. Lots of regular people? Like regular law-abiding citizens? Have guns uh, in their car? Yeah, I w- uh, that's funny. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I think so. And not so good people as well. People on the edge of lawlessness or out-and-out criminals. Uh, that's a good question. Um, but in some cities, organized groups of young people sweep through neighborhoods and through sports arena parking lots, looking for weapons left under car seats or in unlocked center consoles or glove compartments. They sweep through, smash the windows, check those two or three places, and then keep moving. God, if you have a gun in your car at the parking lot of the baseball game, I don't know, is that, you tell me. I mean, I know there are law-abiding citizens that do that. I've got friends who do that. But I just, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that's the bulk of them. There's got to be a lot of people that are... Ne'er do wells that keep a gun under their seat. Boy, all those tens of thousands of guns bought during COVID, I think, were mostly law abiding people who just saw that the authorities were no longer uh, maintaining civilization, and letting a, riots and, run rampant. And keep a gun in your car. I've never, I've, I, I've never had it kept a gun in my car, and I'm a, I'm a gun owner, especially with kids. It's just to, to have it in any way that I'm going to be able to use it very easily. When on the laws in California are onerous on having a gun in your car, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's the old I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six yep. uh, philosophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are six or seven in my yeah, case. I would but, like to yeah. know. I don't know how it is state to state, but I'd like to know how many of those, even if they're law abiding people, were within the laws of the way their gun was stored in their car. Yeah, which is actually one of the topics of this article. But before we get there, um, they mentioned that the thieves work is occasionally made easier by motorists who advertise their right to bear arms with a window sticker promoting their favorite gun brands or declare the uh, how do you pronounce it? Molan LeVay, come and get it. Um, the famous uh, taunt from Sparta when they were told to give up their arms. The response was come and get them. So uh, so you see a truck with uh, some. You'll get my gun when you pry it out of my cold, dead hand sticker, and you think, okay, that person's got a gun under the seat. There's a priority. Okay, gotcha. Exactly, yeah. Um, So increasingly, the thieves are doing just that. They're coming and taking them. Uh, The researchers found that a decade ago, less than a quarter of all gun thefts were from cars. In 2020, it was over half of them. Um, and, And they're discussing whether indeed... Uh, there's any solution to it, encouraging or mandating gun-toting drivers store their weapons in their vehicles inside of sturdy, lockable gun boxes that are available, I guess. Yeah. A, a, a in-car gun box. Yeah, you can get, like, the design. I mean, they make them that'll fit in the average F-150 center console. It's designed to be specifically that shape. And you can put it in there, and it's got a little key and 
Yeah, they uh, they say that they're looking for solutions that both sides of the gun debate can accept, much as both sides encourage the use of gun safes and trigger locks in the home. Everybody agrees safe storage is important, especially if you have kids. So let's not get into the whole fight here. Let's just figure out how can how can we reduce the tens of thousands of guns that are getting stolen out of vehicles. So let's all come together on this. And I appreciate the spirit of that. Pre-kids, I just had a loaded gun up in the cabinet. I could reach it in a second. But oh, yeah. can't do that with yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh, the NRA says uh, car lockbox mandates could be an onerous burden. You know, I would point out, especially because they're relatively cheap. Uh, some of them are like 40, 50 bucks. Uh, I don't want my damn $800 gun getting stolen out of my pickup. No. So uh, but I also don't want to have to go through a whole bunch of uh, gymnastics to get my gun if I need it either. That's the whole problem. I mean, literally, like the parallel bars, uh, the vault, the beam. Because I just shoot me because that's not happening. Have to I do can that, barely do a somersault. Have to do that thing where you hold your arms out straight with the rings. I can't do that. Uh, not for a tenth of a second. <laughs> Please. Houston appeared to be the grand champion with more than 4,400 guns stolen from cars last year. 4,400. The cops have started giving away lock boxes. Gave away 700 of them last year. And they have plans to give uh, 6,000 more away. You know, I was just thinking, we don't have time for it here, but cars are almost entirely broken into through the windows. I wonder if the new movement toward cars without windows, who everything's a screen based on a camera, that's how you see out, would pretty much end breaking into cars. You just couldn't break into a car anymore. Remember Elon Musk with the truck that had yeah. unbreakable windows that he broke? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, Joe Manchin with a heck of an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. If you haven't heard this, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Maybe I'll get this to this later. I was just reading uh, Rick Riley, who's a great sports writer for the Washington Post, on how if you're watching the men's Final Four this weekend, you're watching the wrong tournament. The biggest star in America is Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark, who I've mentioned several times over the last several weeks, the chick from Iowa who, won, who just won Player of the Year. She's freaking phenomenal. Just look at some just, YouTube uh, highlights. I, I did. I sought out a highlight package on your recommendation. Holy cow. She's ridic, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to apologize. It was a ridic of me to leave out the best quote from the story about the guns being stolen. Some, some skeptics doubt even widespread use of the lockboxes would make much of a dent in gun violence in a nation with more than 400 million firearms in circulation, said Peter Scharf, a criminologist, Louisiana State University. Quote, it's like peeing in the Gulf of Mexico. It's not much like peeing <laughs> in the Gulf of Mexico. It's, what? Um, I think you left a phrase out of your metaphor. No, but I still don't get it. <laughs> Here I am in the sand. The warm winds are blowing. Yeah, so we have 340 million people, but a good chunk of those are kids. So we have nearly two guns for every adult old enough to own a gun in this country. I'm doing my part. And uh, I am too, actually. Yeah. Uh, That is something. Anywho, I realize you don't get to write your own headline in uh, newspapers. So the Wall Street Journal's headline in this op-ed piece by Senator Joe Manchin is Biden's Inflation Reduction Act Betrayal. But that is the text of the story that Joe Manchin lays out is that he was betrayed, that the nation is being betrayed by that piece of legislation. And we all knew at the time that there was nothing in there that was going, nobody, nobody even being close to honest was saying that there was anything that in there that was going to actually, re- it, was, it was the Inflation Reduction Act with a whole bunch of spending proposals. Yeah, you could have called it the ta- Teaching Dogs to Talk Act. Been every bit as accurate. Joe Manchin, the senator that put it over the top, they needed his vote to make it happen. He met with Joe Biden and they came to agreement. He voted for it. It passed. And, here, and then and then came the, the crazy inflation. While all parties have a responsibility to negotiate in good faith, recent actions make clear to me that the Biden administration is determined to pursue an ideological agenda rather than confront the clear and present danger that debts and deficits pose to our nation. Then he goes through several paragraphs of the trouble we're in, the $31.5 trillion that we all know about, uh, the, the annual deficits, have averaged 2.7 trillion since October of 2019. We're averaging nearly three trillion dollars a year, going backwards over the last four years since COVID-19 began. We've added more than eight trillion to the national debt. So, having accumulated credit card debt unprecedented in history, we've upped our spending, and how much we're overspending. 
That's impressive. Yep. That is suicidal. You are you were on the, the, the verge of going bankrupt as a family, and that's when you decided to get a new house and a boat. All right. When President Biden and I spoke before Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act last summer, we agreed that the bill was, was designed to pay down our national debt and shore up America's energy security. It was designed to generate $738 billion in new revenue with more than $238 billion dedicated to debt reduction. The first serious piece of legislation in more than 20 years that the CBO estimated would have done that. Yet instead of implementing the laws as intended, unelected ideologues, bureaucrats, and appointees seem determined to violate and subvert the law to advance a partisan agenda that ignores both energy and fiscal security. Specifically, they are ignoring the law's intent to support and expand fossil energy and are redefining domestic energy to increase clean energy spending to potentially deficit-breaking levels. The administration is attempting at every turn to implement the bill it wanted, not the bill Congress actually passed. Ignoring the debt and deficit implications of these actions at this time uh, is not only wrong, it's policy and political malpractice, and he talks about how it's going to cost American taxpayers hundreds of billions of dollars over the near term. I believe the only person who can rein in this extre- extremism is Mr. Biden. Let me stop here. To what extent do you think Joe Biden is aware of the fact that they redefined energy in such a way that it included solar and wind, and you can make it all about that? Boy, that's a really interesting question that leads to other questions. Like, even if a president were acutely aware of it, can a president still control the executive branch, even if they wanted to? Mr. Biden must instruct his administration to implement the Inflation Reduction Act as written and stop redefining its credits and other subsidies. That alone would save the American taxpayer hundreds of billions of dollars in needless spending. Oh, that's painful to think about. Wow. Unless common sense actions are taken now, America's energy security will not only be in jeopardized, but we will soon approach a debt ceiling calamity that is completely avoidable. And he says the only person that could stop this is Joe Biden himself, which is probably true. It's uh, shocking, obviously, and troubling that Congress, which is the decider of these things, the dictator of policy, the writer of checks, they're saying, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. The executive branch took the law we wrote, and now they're just doing whatever they want with it. Boy, that's uh, sobering. Yeah, you started earlier about the... uh, fourth branch of government, the agencies and all the stuff that they do. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what's happening here. So you, you pass a law that's about energy, and we all meant, he meant as a, as, a, as a senator, he meant the traditional energy that we've been running on. But then they redefined what energy is, and it changes And what it, domestic is. And, and what domestic right. is, and they are able to change it into the bill into something completely different. Yeah, the unelected bureaucrat class, which now runs America. So today, um, or yesterday, the Senate voted to end the authorization for war in Iraq that passed 20 years ago, and four presidents have used to launch various military adventures around the world, stretching it very loosely for for two decades. The Senate voted to end it yesterday, but they say it may stall in the House. It's just an example of... What is the point of even having legislation if then it can be twisted in so many ways? I saw yesterday 
people are reading into the details of the TikTok ban as Congress is presenting it and how that can be stretched. It's going to be like a Patriot Act for the Internet. Remember how the Patriot Act was passed? And mm-hmm. then that's how the NSA got to start looking at our phone records. And then when they went to the, the Congress people that voted for this, they like, we had no intention of that whatsoever. Of any of these things, the NSA wasn't supposed to get to do all these things because of the Patriot Act. Well, the same thing is going to happen with this anti-TikTok ban where they're able to do all kinds of things that weren't intended. You see this Inflation Reduction Act where they're doing all kinds of things that weren't intended. we got to figure out a way to get this under control. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If uh, if anybody can, please submit your ideas to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com and we will appoint you king or elect you president or something. What changed, though? Congress has always passed legislation. How did it change to then somebody else does whatever they want with that legislation? Somebody jot this down because I won't. Uh, This is Joe Getty's Iron Law of Systems. Okay. Give him time to jot it down. Of systems. There we go. Every system can be gamed. And at the point that those who would game the system become more adept at gaming it, then those who run the system are adept at <laughs> opposing them, the system will break and needs to be torn down and rebuilt. I might be able to shorten that up a little bit, but the point is, whether it's a workplace or really anything human beings do, people will try to game that system. And at the point that they get so good at it and have so perverted the system itself to their ends that they can't be stopped anymore there's nothing left to do but tear down the system so you, what now you, i understand you when Marxist you're talking about revolutionary tearing, then oh uh, yeah i look good in a beard um I, I understand that to seriously suggest tearing down the most successful experiment in self-governance in the history of mankind is not uh, something somebody ought to you know trifle with but i mean i'm looking at a, a body politic so diseased that I can't even imagine what combinations of surgery and antibiotics would, would clear it up. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what sort of revolution of goodness, decency, honesty, and discipline would it take to right the ship? Yeah, I would actually like to be better versed on what changed there. I know some things have changed in terms of attitudes from reading enough history, reading those yeah. LBJ books on how Congress Congress would not, Democrats and Republicans alike, I mean, they had, you know, where uh, if, if, if there was going to be some spending, well, where's this going to come from? You know, we need to figure out a way that this is going to balance the books somehow. Obviously. Obviously. Sure. And that went out, out the window over time to where it's just not even a, not even a consideration. And same, mm-hmm. and the same with this idea of you wouldn't propose legislation that you knew to be or thought could be unconstitutional. Well, that'd be a violation of your oath you took as a House member or a senator. You're not allowed to violate the Constitution, so you're not right. allowed to p- pose a law that might. So you would have lawyers look into, is this constitutional before you would propose it? And if it wasn't, well, dang it, you can't do it. Well, obviously, that's completely out the window from presidents on down. You you run it up the flagpole for as long as you can before the Supreme Court says, no, you can't do that. That's unconstitutional. So that changed. And I just wonder if this is another one of those. 
where agencies in the past would, well, that wasn't the intent of the law. The intent of the law wasn't to include wind and solar when they were talking about energy. Right, clearly. Um, I, I want to get this exactly right. Here's the corollary to Joe's... Uh, Iron Joe Law Getty's of Systems? Iron Law of Systems, yeah. Um, keeping in mind the word debauched means uh, morally harmful, dissolute, um, immoral, self-indulgent. A debauched society will have a debauched government. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that might be the ultimate. That might be the ultimate everything on all this that we need to. We're all in debt and don't think long term. So why would the government? Maybe that's it. Yeah, selfish, uh, sensual. Uh, you know, pleasure seeking as opposed to responsibility fulfilling as a society. If you a want society, will have a debauched government. If you want a definition of debauched, get a time machine and follow me around on a weekend twenty years ago. That would be a good definition of debauched. So disgusting. <laughs> we will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Guarded by Jones. She lets it fly. Hand in her face. She buries it. Ten feet beyond the arc. Caitlin Clark has 36. I don't remember how I became aware of her several weeks ago and saw a highlight video and 
So I've been kind of following this. Caitlin Clark of Iowa there in the Final Four in the Women's NCAA Tournament. Uh, Rick Riley writing in the Washington Post, Meet the Queen Kong of Hoops, Iowa's Caitlin Clark. Turn off Ted Lasso. Forget Succession. I've got your next hit show. It's a thriller starring a skinny kid who looks like the drive through girl at your Wendy's. And yet when she gets on a basketball court, she becomes Wonder Woman. Her shooting range starts in the hotel lobby. She passes <laughs> like a ponytailed Pistol Pete, and she has the sticky fingers of a subway pickpocket. She was named Player of the Year, and they play South Carolina tomorrow night. 21 years old, 6-foot junior, and she'll play as a senior, I'm sure, because she's probably not going to go into the WNBA. It doesn't have the same lure, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, she bangs jumpers from the midcourt logo, zips passes that would make David Blaine scratch his head. Half the people she passes to don't even realize they're open. <laughs> you know, getting back to the uh, what she might do thing, now that she can control her name and likeness. Oh, yeah. An image and that sort of thing. Stay in college. Yeah. My dear. Yeah. yeah, and the way she's emerged coming out of this tournament, oh, yeah. She could make a lot of money off of that. In Iowa's Sunday win over Louisville that put him in the Final Four, she became the first player in NCAA tournament history, man or woman, to record a 40-point triple-double. Not Magic Michael Wilter, no one has ever done that. And 40 points in women's college basketball, because you don't score that many points, is like scoring 70 points in an NBA game. If you're not a big basketball fan, a triple-double is points, rebounds, and assists, double digits in each of those things. Yeah. Uh, and they talked about how popular her, uh, her montages are in, um, on YouTube. My, uh, niece is a really good basketball player and she plays high school basketball. And, uh, my brother is telling me how different high school basketball is for girls than it was when we were in high school. And he sends me videos and it's way faster a game than it used to be. All women's sports are like that, which I think is fantastic. I mean, I, I know a couple of a couple of buddies of mine have daughters who are headed for college golf programs, and I think of the the girls' golf teams in high school. Um, I mean, they weren't nearly so skilled. There's no reason to be hurtful. But back in the day, I mean, the, the level of play was just a fraction of what it is now. Likewise, every other dang sport, um, which again is cool. I famously uh, did play by play for a girls' high school basketball game once. That was four to two at halftime, and uh, my job. (laughs) That was high school. Yes. (laughs) So there were some like eighteen-year-olds out there. (laughs) It it might have been five to two, but it was. I mean, I'm not joking. And my job as the play-by-play guy for a uh, local radio station was to not say, "Holy cow, this sucks." My job was to uh, make clear how exciting this was and how hard fought and how hard everybody was trying because the guy who owns a local hardware store that was our sponsor had his kid playing on the team. It was that sort of thing. <laughs> well, right. And, and why be the least bit hurtful to anyone? But no, did you, did, they're out there busting their butts sure. and trying their best. And having fun. And so did you talk about it being a defensive struggle or... Points hard to come by in this one. <laughs> you know, that's sort of thing. Pro- probably. Another contested shot. That one rims out. Like all of them have. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray. Gently to hear. Kindly to judge. The final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. 
Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. That little introduction is perfect. I don't think it could have been any better. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons, our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael! Yeah, we were talking about this earlier today, but my dad always told me growing up, carry cash in your wallet just in case there's an emergency or something. But now Jack is telling me that he went to a snack bar, they wouldn't take cash. And buy a cell phone, they wouldn't take cash. So the world is changing. Yeah. Here, here. Jack, final thought for us? Well, I'm horrified and frightened of what is supposed to be relaxing and fun, going to Nintendo World Mario Brothers thingy that just opened at Universal Studios with my son. We got a text saying there were four-hour waits the other day there. Oh, my God, that sounds punishing. I will tweet about it as I'm waiting in line. More father-son talk from me. Uh, Declan has arrived for a visit. That's my son, who is now 28 years old. And uh, we are probably going to take for take walks in the woods and that sort of thing. No line at all, Jack. Suggest to Henry, hey, how about a walk in the woods instead of the giant Nintendo world at Universal <laughs> Studios? Give, give it a try. He might surprise you. <laughs> yes, Michael. Take him to the Richard Nixon Library. <laughs> wow. Now that's a good idea. You know where we're headed? Your Belinda. Have you been there? <laughs> the library. I actually have been to the Nixon Library and loved it, but I'm not sure an 11-year-old would. The Arms- Watergate tapes, son. The Watergate tapes. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, pick up some A&G swag, grab a hat, grab a t-shirt. Some of them are very funny. Support the show. Keep the guys on the payroll and let the world know how you really feel. Huh? You got the hot links there. Drop us an email. If you see something over the weekend we ought to be talking about, send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you later. God bless America. What this community needs now are... Armstrong and Getty. Are you sh- no, 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 no. Come on. Oof. That's insane. It's 100 on the crazy meter. Oh, um, made a no bad mistake. Okay. You think no. you're smart? You think you're funny? No, you're, you're not. You think you're funny. Yep. <laughs> what would Ronald Reagan do right now? So everybody's anxious and depressed and hates everybody and the rest of it. <laughs> Is it... <laughs> I'm summarizing. And on that possibly nightmare-inducing note... Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.